Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, there it is, Angie, and also Dr. Joe Arve, my friend, but also a mentor when it comes to health and our family. I think I'm about 30 pounds lighter since I started working with Dr. Joe. In fact, I have my um, apple and my carrots and my celery right here. And that's not how you have to eat all the time, by the way. Dr. Joe eats tons of fat, but good fat. Uh, welcome, food. Dr. Joe. I eat food. Yeah, you, you eat, eat food. food. Yeah, like real food. The yeah. concept. Yeah, and I, I pr- I, I'm a lot less worried about i guess what i eat than i used to be um and it's a weird thing to say but you know when, when you just kind of avoid chemicals and eat real food it, it isn't that confusing it's, all right yeah. we've got good news and then at the end uh of the show uh, we're gonna uh, do another interview dr joe and that specifically is going to be about a free dinner that dr joe has in it's in Zetti's. i've been there and yes it's completely free he buys your dinner uh, and he gives you some basics of you know health and his program and uh, it's very entertaining and informative and then he leaves and we all have dinner and it was very crowded last time I went there were like 60 some odd of us but um, it's a pretty 75 last time last time Ooh, yeah, boy it's good stuff alright so we'll explain that at the end of the show and then he'll give the basics too of what he teaches us in terms of getting our health on track alright Dr. Joe I have a couple of good news stories and you know I like to share with you things that oftentimes involve just like positive attitude because that's part of what you teach and you do almost every day now Facebook posts that are specific to being positive and starting your day off right. You get up super early and uh, you do your workout then and you post these videos Uh, and this kid I think is going to blow your mind. That's a big part of what you do, right? Positive attitude. Yeah, it's all about you just have to believe, you know, what God says about you and yet you can do what God says you can do. Because a lot of uh, things begin to get better when you simply understand that thought and that belief in yourself. You know, a lot of issues, you know, like dread, worry, anger, bitterness, all start to occur when you forget about who you really are and how awesome you are. So I'm, it's all about everything starts in the mind first. Just a quick question. Um, I'm assuming that you did not have the purple and pink with fairy dust um, uh, unicorn frappuccino from Starbucks. No. <laughs> No, is it a frappuccino or a crappuccino? Oh, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, dude. I can't tell you the last time I was at Starbucks, um, but if you want one of those colorful drinks, there's fruit, there's lots of vegetables, there's lots of things you could put it at home and make right. your own one. Well, you make your own. I don't know, what, really what, what do they cost, six, seven bucks? A, a, yeah, a, I don't know. You know, I didn't have one. I mean, you can make your own at home, but uh, again, yeah, that just it's making the world crazy because of probably what's in it yeah. oh I can't. i'm sorry i'm not cool i didn't have one um i didn't either no i'm sorry all right this kid um reminds me of just the attitude that you um always try to um you know put in your own life and uh he's 13 and he it starts off really sad you know he was brokenhearted every time that he tried to get on a basketball team you know when kids pick mm-hmm. and you're the last kid and you were a fat kid so yep. maybe you were the last kid picked it's yes. embarrassing and teased 
and you feel hot and you feel, you know, like sweaty and you feel like your cheeks getting red and you're just like, please, dear sweet Jesus, let me be picked next. And then you're not picked and you're not picked and you're not picked. And, oh, I mean, I wasn't a good athlete, but I got picked because I had friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I know these kids that aren't picked because they either aren't good athletes or they aren't popular. Where in in his case, he didn't have hands, but that is not stopping him. Wait till you hear the story. Here's part one. Mm -hmm. Every week, he set himself up for disappointment. Every week, 13-year-old Jamarian Stiles came to this community center in Boca Raton, Florida, hoping to play basketball with the other kids. And every week, he was rejected. They'll start picking teams, and I would be the only one left out. And then they will just tell me, just go home and stuff. You can break someone's heart like that. The problem was obvious to everyone but Jamarian. He lost his hands and most of his arms as an infant due to a rare bacterial infection. But he insisted that was no reason to give up his hoop dreams. Which is why, on the first day of class here at Eagles Landing Middle School, Jamarian took his case to basketball coach Darian Williams. Said he wanted to be on the team this year. I said, all great, well, just make sure you try out. He said, okay, great, but what are you really thinking? (laughs) This man has no arms. Yeah. How is he going to play basketball? But man, he told me, Mr. Williams, I've never been on a team before. Even if I don't play, I just want to be on the team. And how could I say no to that? And that's how the Eagles got their first armless basketball player. All right. What's amazing is if you see the video, which you have to look up, they're going to talk about the way he shoots in a minute. Mm-hmm. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. And he's now, not only I'm going to cry telling you about it, he's not just going to go, he's not just going out for basketball. He's going out for a lot of other sports as well because apparently he's extremely athletic but didn't really know it because he wasn't given the opportunity and he just wanted to be part of a team. Yeah. He just wanted to be part of the team even if he didn't get to play. Right. So, are you ready for part two? Yeah. Okay. Jamarian quickly earned a reputation as the hardest worker on the squad. He was usually the first one in the gym, usually the last one to leave. Still, he sat on the bench most of the season. Try one more. Until last month. Coach put him in the game with about six minutes left. And when he eventually got the ball on the far side of the court, everyone yelled, shoot it! So he did, and sank a three-pointer. And if you didn't quite see that, don't worry, because shortly after, he got the ball again, this time on the near side, for another three-pointer. At the buzzer, Jamarian Styles, the kid no one would pick, was now everyone's hero. Needless to say, today, Jamarian can play all he wants at the community center. He just made the volleyball team and has every intention of playing football next year. Really, the only thing he won't play is the victim. If I could wave a magic wand right now and give you your arms back, would you want them? I don't need them. (laughs) You don't need them? No. Who needs hands when you've got this kind of touch? You know, that's in each and every one of us. He did say, oh, let me be on the team because I want you to feel sorry for me. He believed himself. He practiced. It wasn't that he just because he wanted right. to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. No, he worked hard. I'm sure he spent hours and hours and hours of shooting and, pre- and playing. But you, all you need is a chance. You know, my dad uh, just, you know, just said, just wait. You know, in sports, just when, when they give you that one chance, you better be ready. Yeah, be ready. You better be chance. ready. The worst thing is when you talk, 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 and you get your chance. And, you know, like Babe Ruth used to say, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. And so this is, I mean, when people listen, they go, oh, good for him. No, everybody has that ability. Everybody has that dream. 
but his believing in himself, just given an opportunity to be on that team, and then finding one good man, the coach, to give him that chance. And then when he was given that chance, he did not disappoint. And, you know, now as you gain your confidence, that grows into other things. And that whole world has changed. But not just this individual without the arms has changed. The whole city's changed. The whole community's changed because he's living out his God-given potential. Just imagine what our schools and our cities would look like if we all took that responsibility and we all found our dream and began to live that out on a daily basis. That's what it's all about. All right. So that reminded me of um, recently I was doing an interview uh, about how it's 10,000 hours to like yes, really master at least. something, you <laughs> at know, least. at least, right. Oh but when it comes to sports, and then I remembered hearing about some uh, professional basketball players that were cut from their high school teams. Now imagine how many people would give up after that. And interestingly enough, you know, my husband's 6'6", mm -hmm. and he learned a big lesson because in middle school, there was a lot of like cronyism and the coaches and the dads uh, picked their kids. Mm -hmm. So then in high school, they said, Wow, you know, you're six six. Why aren't you playing basketball? And he's like, Well, you guys didn't, you know, pick me. Well, that yeah. was in middle school. In high school, he didn't try out then mm -mm. because he was angry that they hadn't picked him and didn't think he would. And he was at a small Catholic school, and then he didn't play. Mm -hmm. And then he, but he's really good. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, who else was cut from his um, high school basketball team? Carmelo Anthony. Mm -hmm. And then they go through and they give a bunch of other um, athletes. I think Michael um, Jordan. Yeah. And uh, Landon Donovan, he's a soccer player that's yep. really well. Um, Oral Hershiser was cut from his high school and college baseball team. Oral Hershiser. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Shaquille Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Uh, he was also cut from one of his teams. And it goes into Kurt Warner. Uh, he was cut from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Charles Barkley from uh, team cut from Team USA Basketball in the mid-'80s. And it goes through so many athletes that you're like, what? They were cut? But what if they gave up? Yeah. And that just, you know, and, it, and again, it's a bit of, I, I, not about me, but I have that bit of psych, psych you know, psychism or whatever i'm psycho at times like that because like don't tell me no right you just i'll just put another ten a thousand i know because in my industry you know there's people going out and doing things in their first five years well it's taken me literally 26 years to get to where i thought i would be at in, in five years you know but i love it i love it now i appreciate it so much more and and again the people that do that they just say listen this is what i'm going to do with my life no matter who cheers or who's applauds you know, we have to do things to make ourselves happy. We have to do things to please that inner person inside us. Not how many likes do we get on Facebook, not how many Instagram likes do we get, not what everybody else thinks. But it's really called a growth mentality that are we waking up every day saying, okay, this is my chance to grow, become better, just for the sake of being a better person, but also with that influence because my children are watching, my spouse is there, um, you know, my family's there, and I just want to be everything I can be for God so that I can be a blessing to others. And and people aren't going to do that for you. That's a yeah. That's a life giving. You have to be the one who likes you when no one else does. Okay, so you already mentioned uh, Michael Jordan, I think. So he right. was cut from his high school team, mm -hmm. and much like you, that did motivate him. Hands down, the story of Michael Jordan not making his high school team is the best known among athletes being cut. Once referenced as his motivation to become the player he eventually became, Jordan had to overcome the pain of being told he wasn't good enough or tall enough to play varsity hoops during his sophomore year at Laney High. He spent the entire season as the JV team's star, uh, growing four inches by the time the team had tryouts his junior year. He made 
decade, the varsity team became a McDonald's All-American the following year, won a national title of the University of North Carolina a few years later, and became the greatest basketball player ever over the course of the next 25-plus years. But, again, he didn't give up when they told him no, and he kept practicing. And this kid with the no, no hands, uh, Jamarian, wouldn't it be amazing? And he's trying. He's doing all these sports now. He's naturally athletic. Yeah. What if if he could compensate and end up being a really tremendous athlete? Well, if, if you look in baseball, I don't know if it's Jim or John Abbott. I think it's Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. He he had a stub, a nub for for a hand, and so he would pitch. I think with his it was his right hand, so he would hold the glove in his uh, in one of his hands. He would pitch. If the ball would hit to him, he'd throw the glove to the other hand, pick it up, and then throw the person out. Oh my God! So, and he could hit pretty well too. But again, and he pitched professional baseball for the Yankees and for other teams. Maybe. He was on the Angels. I saw him actually hit a triple off the wall one time too. I couldn't believe it. Isn't that crazy? It was so, amazing. Yeah. Wow. So it's like you know. So like he said, "Do you want your arms back?" He's like, "I don't need them." And that's that's such a. I mean, I get my geek on, and and again, just where I live at, it's like I don't need them. Which means I'm going to succeed no matter what. You tell me no, that just makes me more determined. And, and if we could learn that, I mean, that's the key to success in business. That's the key to success of staying happily married. That's the key of raising kids. It's like, listen, I know what's right. I believe in the way we're going here. There's days I may be wrong, but overall, if we just trust in ourselves and follow God's plan, we're going to end up in a much better place than if we don't and if we quit. And that's the key to success is knowing, following your heart, following your dreams, working hard on a daily basis and letting God provide the fruit of that and being a blessing and being special. Something else um, that I think is really special. How much time, Dave, do we have? Do we have time to do our other story? Because yeah, we got time. Do Dr. Joe's got, you know, four kids and I've got my three. Dave's got two. And you always want your kid to be accepted. Like hearing Jamarian was, um, he goes, you can break somebody's heart doing that, like never picking and never letting him play. And here he just wanted to be on a team. And then finally he gets the opportunity and he, you know, he just excels. Okay, so with that said, if you have a kid with special needs, you know that you're worried their entire high school, well, school career, uh, w wondering if they're going to be accepted and fit in. Well, um, we actually did this story for you recently, but we have an update. So it's a girl who's 15. And she um, was asked to prom by her brother's best friend. And the brother's best friend had seen her over the years just bringing joy to so many people that he wanted to bring joy to her. He's 18, she's 15. He wanted to invite her, and he knows she loves Doritos, so he had used Doritos as part of the prom po proposal. You know how big the prom asks are now. They make a big deal out of it, and they write, like, well, you go to prom with me and Roses or Skyriders or at school a gigantic poster or, you know, <laughs> the shaving cream on the side of the car. It's gotten crazy. They mm. go, like, over the top to invite the girls to prom. So he made a big deal out of the promposal, and she has Down syndrome, this young gal. Well, Doritos, of course, found out about, you know, the promposal with the Doritos to, oh. the, uh, to his friend with uh, Down syndrome. And so they had to get on in on it. But it actually is a pretty neat little story because, you know, how many people get to go, like, via the air in a Doritos kind of, you know, um, fashion. You'll hear. Right, right, right. The corsage, tux, and dress. Undeniable signs of prom. Aww. <laughs> but these two are heading to the dance in extreme oh, style. Yeah. Let's do this. Whoa! <laughs> Look at him. 15-year-old Carly Whitman happens to have Down syndrome. Yeah. But what makes her special? She's full of joy, and it just oozes. And she's like that with everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. All of this happened after a video that you've probably seen captured that joy. <laughs> 
When Newton senior Shaden Weedle asked his best friend's little sister to his senior prom. It's a story that touched millions of people. A family in Wisconsin raised money to donate Carly's dress. I feel like a princess. Complete with a tiara and wand to make her wish of looking like Cinderella come true. Is there magical powers in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Ooh. Doritos brought in the choppers. It says Doritos on the helicopter. Oh my god. Oh my god. And literally rolled out the red carpet to make their night even more special. This is absolutely amazing. This is so cool. Such a cool experience. Especially to do it with her though. Like to be able to have her this happy is just that's all I wanted. Shaden and Carly, plus Carly's brother and his date, arrived at the prom to cheering crowds. Safe to say, Shaden's goal of making this girl happy is accomplished. All right. How cool is that? That's real cool. And again, there's people out there that are still doing things like that just to be a blessing to somebody else right. and making their life right. for the right reasons. Yeah. We had right two reasons. really cool prom stories this week, too. We had this other one where the girl with Down syndrome was the prom queen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's pretty awesome, too. My, my high school, back, we didn't have the internet back then, but uh, my high school did that, too. This girl, she was special needs, uh, Chica, and um, she was the last person anyone expected to be prom queen, and she was our prom queen, and it was, like, one of the coolest things that we ever did. I think that just, uh, you know what I think kids actually see when they can look past the uh, desire to be part of, like, a wolf pack bullying someone? When they can get past that and they're mature enough to say, you know what, I'm going to look at this person as a human and I'm not going to bully them. And, we're, you know, there's a lot more attention now paid to bullying. And so kids, I think, are more cognizant of what the right thing to do is. What I think they find when they open their eyes to a friendship or to this person who's differently abled is that there's none of that clickishness or judgment or worries that normal teens have about what do they think of me? How do I look? Are they going to hug me? Are they going to be nice to me? Are they going to accept me? Right. What they get from their friend with Down syndrome Chica, in your case, and uh, the, this girl in the story we just did, is unconditional love. acceptance. And yeah, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Just a hug, a hi, a smile. There's no agenda. They, they don't want anything from you. They're not trying to be popular by being nice to you. And I think teenagers begin to appreciate that because they are uh, navigating such a rocky road to pop being popular or just a rocky road to getting through high school in one piece that when they find a friend like this with Down syndrome or another differently abled friend, it's just so loving and joyful that they appreciate it's, it's, it. It's a safe relationship. It's yeah. a safe and positive. One thing and that was positive. awesome about Chica was how positive she was. She brought so much joy. She made everybody laugh every time you talked to her. She was so funny and so over the top great. Yeah, and we see, I see kids as my son is finishing his sophomore year who just invited into the, uh, or inducted into the National Honor Society. Ooh, yeah. awesome. Proud of that. And other things, because he, they have these mentorship programs where the high school kids go down and, and take these kids who maybe don't have a dad or no friends and begin to mentor them and just be friends to them and build them up and just seeing how this elementary student age child, everything changes. Their smile changes, their grades change. Everything changes because someone cares about them. Someone's willing to spend time with them. And it, it's a double blessing back and forth. And I, I think that's just, that's what makes life important. That's what life matters. To me, you know, I teach five essentials to health. There's a sixth one that is this what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's caring for others more than yourself. It's helping serving somebody that even maybe you're hurting, you're not having a good day, it's not a good season in your life, but finding someone else that you can help 
be better, give them a helping hand, that actually creates a healing process and a life-changing process inside yourself. And, you know, this is what Jesus teaches us to do, but to put others in front of us. It's a difficult thing to teach kids. You know, it's difficult to teach adults, for that matter. Are you kidding me? They don't see it modeled, but we're seeing it more and more, so I'm encouraged. All right, Dr. Joe is going to talk about those five essentials that I follow, the sixth one he just mentioned. Love that. And also his free dinner at Sinzetti's. No strings. He just has a passion for helping you get healthy. And uh, how do they reach you, and what's the date? And we'll talk about it more at the end. It's uh, Monday, May 15th at 630 and you can go to my Spine Geek Facebook page and just message me. It's Spine Geek Facebook page. Excellent. All right. We'll talk to Joe, Dr. Joe again at the end of the show and get details on that and the five essentials that I follow. We'll be right back with the good news. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about a little boy, Carson. He's eight years old and his mom died of breast cancer. And I would love it if you would sponsor him for some art classes. Also, he doesn't like talking about his feelings after losing his mom. So he's taking dance and movement classes and that therapy costs about $100. And so if you would like to sponsor eight-year-old Carson who lost his mom to breast cancer to these classes that he really enjoys, the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation would love to help. 720-530-9 482 or go to org. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303 303- 238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items. About once every month or two, and I call 303 238 Jane, and they come right to my house with the truck and they pick everything up. Here, check it out again 303 238 Jane. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080, or spinegeek.com. Maximized Living, adjustments for life. Michael Pelka with The Blaze joining us. And it's so interesting, Mike. You've got all these trending stories. And one of them that really stuck out to me was about Caitlyn Jenner. But on your site, it talks about something else, about politics. But what stood out to me was her comment about 
um, athletics and competition in the Olympics and transgender people competing against people of basically the opposite sex. Welcome, Michael Pelka. Welcome, and thanks for coming out of the blocks at full speed. I feel like this is a sprint, and I love it. Yeah, that one got me, too. You know, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, first of all, um, I, I, do you have seven hours? Um, I, I don't agree with Caitlyn Jenner on this statement that the transgender people should be allowed to compete in whichever category they choose or identify. And Jenner is quoting the Olympic Committee, which has set up standards for how a person can be uh, considered to qualify to whatever gender they have now selected. And those standards have changed radically over the past couple of years. So what's to say they're not going to change again? And let's all remember that the Olympic Committee is not without sin. This is one of the most corrupt and suspect organizations in the world. So why are we letting the Olympic Committee? Uh, here's where I stand on this, Angie. Can't we just have trans Olympics? You know, I, I, okay, that that's the, probably a better idea than what Caitlin is suggesting. You and I have discussed over the last month three different situations. One involved a weightlifter who was a man who's now become a woman, and he, now she, way outlifted the women and, of course, blew away the competition. Then we talked about a wrestler who was given the okay to compete against girls, even though he's a boy, right? And he, like, yep. kicked, kicked some booty, and he won. But he is competing as a girl, okay, and he's built like a man. Well, how can that be fair? And then we were also talking about the um, ultimate fighting championship guys, the UFC guys, and it was yeah. a guy who was fighting against gals. And actually, he got beat by some of the gals, I guess. But there's so many um, instances. I know there's a runner, too, that there's a lot of controversy surrounding. When you have a man who becomes is transitioning to become a woman, he is going to beat the majority of women. And it's not fair to these women who have competed all their lives and trained all their lives to compete in the Olympics or some other major sporting event and then have to basically com uh, compete against a man who's taken hormones to be a little bit more like a woman. Now, if they want to take the hormones, if they want to dress in dresses, if they want to do any of that, that's their prerogative. That I do not feel is my business. I show the love of Jesus by being loving to people and accepting, but I'm not accepting of a man who's taking hormones competing against women in something like the Olympics. It's not fair. Women might as well and, throw and in the towel then. And that's, you know what's funny about that? And not haha funny, it's just weird funny. The subject of fairness comes up so often in the conversations with these folks that everything has to be fair. It's got to be oh, fairness, fairness, point. fairness, fairness. This is not fair. I agree. It's not fair at all, and you're right. And that's the big conversation that comes up, that the, that the world's not fair to them. And I have empathy for them. I have compassion for them. But it's not fair for them to compete against women when they have a lot more testosterone, regardless of what they've been doing to change their situation. All right. Let's talk about the top 10 and the bottom 10. This has to do with economic states. Uh, explain this because I find this fascinating. And you found something that is in similar, a similarity that all of the top 10 have in common. Yeah, this is, this is a study that's been going on for 10 years. And it looks at the economic outlook of a state for that year. And in the last 10 years, first of all, one state has owned this. Uh, Utah has dominated this in terms of leading in every category that shows, you know, cutting taxes, being more responsible in spending. And in the bottom ten, the, the states of, uh, I think, New York and California have been regulars 
in the bottom ten. And it all has to do with the fact that they're overtaxing, they're not friendly for business. But when I looked at both of them, two things stood out. Okay. You could probably guess that the, the states with better economic outlook in the top ten were all states that went for Donald Trump. And in the bottom ten, they all went for Hillary Clinton. But in the top ten and the bottom ten, they differ in the word union. In the top ten, they're all right-to-work states. In the bottom ten, they're all mandatory union states. Interesting. And that, to me, speaks volumes. Okay, I just want to throw an aside in here, and oh boy, it's pretty personal. My brother, he actually works in a union shop. His biggest frustration in managing people in a union is that he's had like a girl that had like 15 flat tires, and then he got a call from a nurse saying that, can you um, dim the lights? He's like, it's a factory. Like, we, well, she gets headaches from those lights. Well, what, what, it's a factory. Like, we can't dim the lights for her. You know, we're like making really important, you know, engineering type things that we need light. And then he recently, there was a woman that was doing something shady with her time card, and she did get in trouble. He got suspended because he didn't catch her doing this. And I said to him, well, is the girl in the union, is she suspended too? He goes, she got a shorter suspension. She's already back at work. So while my brother sits out his two-week suspension as her manager, she's already back to work, and she's the one that did it. I have so many problems with the unions. And uh, you know what other point sticks out with me on this whole union discussion? What? The, the states that demand the unions are also typically run, again, by liberals who demand a woman must have the right to choose what she does with her body, but a worker has no right to choose. And that, to me, just is a hypocritical contradiction that we can't let go unnoticed. Well, and I, have a, I was asked once by a big union leader to basically lie for a colleague that got in trouble for falling asleep, and he missed the biggest story of the year, if not the decade, in the state I was living in. It was huge, and every station in town had it. And they basically came to me before I went in to, like, testify and said, you, um, it's against union rules to basically go against a union brother, and so you have to pretty much defend him. And I said, um, I, I cannot lie. And they were, I, I would not, I would venture to say I felt threatened by what they were saying to me. And here I was, like, in my 20s, you know, and it was pretty intimidating. But I told the truth. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. And so I, I knew that I might cross them, but I had to. All right, New York Times reporter. This is a top-trending story. A New York Times reporter is admitting that Trump is more open with the media than Obama. Tell us about this. Well, you know, Obama, to me, has always been the guy who's been a little bit of a nerd and a little bit of uh, closed, because I'll bet you he got picked on as a kid, whereas Trump always looks like the guy who walks into the room going, Hey, everybody. And (laughs) so when, Hey, everybody, how are you? It's going to be huge. But when Glenn Thrush writes this story about the president, I think he's a spot on. And I'll give an example. Donald Trump was talking with uh, one of our astronauts, Bischoff, I think is her name, who just set a record for in most days in space. Yeah. And so they had a little press back and forth, a little chat, and he's asking her, you know, it, it, I also thought this sounded like you're talking to your, your, your aunt from college. <laughs> so how are you up in the airspace there? What are you learning? What are, what are you studying? Well, uh, how and, are the boys? 
Are you dating? You know, have you met any nice boys in space? <laughs> but, you know, they're talking about everything they're doing. What have we learned up there? And she starts talking about microgravity and how you have to manage and create your own air and water. And then she said, but on long trips, you know, we're not going to have enough water. So we've been working on cleaning and drinking our own urine. And it's really not as bad as it sounds. Well, there's almost five seconds of pause as the president is taking all this in. And his face is priceless <laughs> on the video. But, but then he says, better you than me. <laughs> so he obviously gave it quite a bit of thought as to what that whole process entails. Yeah, but I also think he's not filtered. Obama yes. always felt filtered to me. Oh, definitely. And, it, and that's where I think the difference lies. And there are some, there's some good things and bad things about that. But I think for us as, as citizens, there are better things about being unfiltered than there are about being filtered. All right. When I brought up Ted Nugent being on the Blaze website, and by the way, I, I would agree with you about him not being um, filtered. I, I, I think that's what I find endearing about him because he tells you the truth, whether you like it or not. Ted Nugent, um, tell me the truth on that. He was recently at the White House. Now he's on the blaze, uh, another headline, some, someone else going after him. You said it might not have been a wise choice to bring him into the White House. By the way, he was with Kid Rock and Sarah Palin. Uh, this was, you know, a few days back. But when they were standing in front of the Hillary poster, like making fun of her, uh, we on the Daybreak team realized he should no longer be called Kid Rock, like maybe Grandpa Rock, Old Dude Rock, getting up there Rock, long in the tooth Rock. But anyway, back to Ted Nugent. Yeah, that, I agree. Wait, first of all, I agree with you on Kid Rock. Yeah. But, you know, then we also have to tell people who are named Skip that they can't be Skip once they turn 50. <laughs> I, I think we need to stop that. There are all kinds of rules we need to put in. Yeah. But uh, this situation with Ted Nugent and David Crosby having words. First of all, David Crosby is a guy who went down to Occupy Wall Street to perform because he felt sympathy for the unwashed. Mm, yeah. uh, so it doesn't surprise me that he would be con contradicting or anti-anything that Ted Nugent says. But Ted Nugent's a very polarizing figure, too. I don't think it was exactly wise to bring Ted Nugent into the White House and mm -hmm. have him tromping around. Mm -mm. He's somebody who said some pretty, pretty crazy things about different groups and different people. And yes, he is a, a conservative and a Republican, and a Second Amendment guy. But, you know, I think that was a misstep. You know, I would, I would have said, look, in your first hundred days, can we not have the wackos in? Can we not have the crazy people in? That's hilarious. So that one, but, you know, for, uh, for David Crosby to make accusations like he made and use some of the terms he used about Ted Nugent, I think, a little over the top as well. Yeah. Talk about a, a dueling wackos, you know. I mean, wow. Oh, I like that. Dueling wackos. <laughs> That's the show we need to produce. Okay. Okay. Real quickly. Uh, this is trending. Birth at the Nebraska Zoo. And it was not the birth of one of the animals. Yeah, this was, uh, this was one of those things that every birthday... This kid's going to hear this. You know, this is a, a mom who goes into labor at the zoo. And there's no waiting. We're going to have this baby here. So, surprise, a uh, woman goes into labor at the uh, Omaha, Nebraska Zoo. I've been to the Henry Dorley Zoo. Yeah. It's a lovely zoo. But I didn't get to see a, a girl's uh, birth at the zoo. <laughs> So, where, where, so where, where was it? Like, is it was it like at the you know at the polar bear exhibit, or did they get her like into you know into the like the snack bar? 
Well, she was in the bathroom oh, uh, with uh, this girl was in the bathroom with her mom, and she realized the baby was going to arrive any moment. She was like, "Mom, mom, come on." <laughs> She's like, well, maybe we can make it to the car. I don't think I can make it to the car, Mom. We got halfway up the hill to the parking lot, and her water broke. (laughs) Was she that, like, close to giving birth? Because that's a weird place to be when you're, like, that far along. Maybe it just kind of took her by surprise. Yeah, I'm guessing. But the baby was 5 pounds, 5 ounces, so it looks like it was a little, just slightly ahead of schedule. Early. Just a little bit early. And you know me, all the experience I have with childbirth, which is like zero. Yeah, right. Uh, Mike Rowe, he, he's a buddy of yours. He's well-known in that whole world of, you know, reality television. And he's very bright. You can tell when he speaks that he isn't just your average a nitwit talking head like, oh, do I read this voice over the show? What, what do I say? Like, he is sharp. And so he has something to say. <laughs> what? 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 Are you, what? Was that good? I was just doing an average voiceover That's person. Okay. But when Mike he... is, I, I love Mike. He is so honest. He doesn't take sides really politically. He just takes common sense sides. And he's talking about, initially in his interview with Tucker Carlson, he was talking about the fact that uh, President o, o, o Trump has said that, you know, he wants everybody to buy American and hire American. And he was saying, we don't know if that's going to work. Because he took blue jeans, for the example. Micro tried to create the same kind of blue jeans you have made in countries like China and India and make them here, where you couldn't do it and make a profit just because of labor costs, etc. And he was trying to make that point. But then he also pointed out how ridiculous we are and how we, ridiculous we become, uh, but... And, and it has to do with a pair of $425 jeans being sold by Nordstrom's. $425 jeans sold from Nordstrom's, and that also includes fake dirt, oh, polyester dirt goodness. that uh, never comes off. So he said, you know, we, we all want to look like we're not working. You want to look like you've been dragged through a sewer and spend 425 bucks on it. He says, I can give you a pair of my jeans that actually were dragged through a sewer, and I can still make money selling them to you for 15 bucks." But he brings up great points about common sense and what are we doing and what kind of image are we portraying. And But in, in all of that, he basically says the whole buy American he doesn't think will work? Well, he said based on the it's, – it's going to be hard to say because based on the, the economy – you know, we're going to have to try and find a way to make the cost work. But if you're going to compare it to other, other places, you're not going to be able to do what the president's saying and still keep the cost down to the, the levels that we can get when we buy stuff from China or India or Turkey or wherever. You know, Michael Pelka, I really enjoy our segments, and, you know, I just wanted to share that, uh, you know, you and I, is so funny because we think so much alike, and that many conservative hosts are just kind of angry, and maybe they have a heart, but you never see it, and I'll never forget I was doing TV news, and I said to one of the anchormen I was working with, I was, like, kind of crying in the break because it was a horrible story about these two kids, and they'd been killed by their father, and they thought that the father had killed the mother as well, and it was making national news, and I just was, like, upset, and then in the break, I said, do these stories get to you? And he said, nothing gets to me anymore and what I like about you is that like your faith and your family and your job your work you take it all so seriously and you do such a good job and um, and I just really respect that your heart has really stayed the same like when I cried in the newsroom once in one of our news meetings and the news director actually said look at that one of us still has a heart and I feel like you're the other <laughs> one you're the other one that has the heart still 
Well, there's more than you and I. I at least I like to think there are. But I did see the wizard, and he made sure I got a heart. And <laughs> next year I'm going to get the brain, I hope. I hope so, too. I've been waiting, and it's like 2017, and you drive to wait till 2018? Maybe. Okay. We All might right. have to wait another year for Mike <laughs> to get his brain. <laughs> All right. How do we find you, Michael Pelk with the Blaze? You go to theblaze.com right now. You click on channels. You scroll down to my face. And you follow me, and you'll get my updates every single day. Please do it. I need to get to 12,000 followers, or my toes will grow together. Oh, you'll have webbed feet. You'll be super fast at swimming, though. Yeah, that, that's the only good thing. But shoes are going to be, a, you know, especially sandals. It's going to be tough. Sandals. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop it. All right, Michael Pelka with The Blaze. Check him out. His show is 12 noon to 3 p.m. every weekday. Pure Opelka on The Blaze Radio. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, my friend. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, she uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so when I'm working with Olympic athletes, a professional athlete, or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30. Man, we have a great time and it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays, it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. All right, welcome back to the good news. Dr. Joe is here and we are going to talk about his dinner. He holds this dinner for the community and he has done, he does it quite often. I've been to this dinner and uh, we meet at Sanzetti's. Uh, Dr. Joe talks for a little bit. He talks about his passion for health and, uh, uh, and then a few people may give like a, you know, testimony I did when I went because I've lost about 30 pounds since I started working with Dr. Joe a couple of years back. And uh, Dr. Joe, you are going to teach the five essentials as well. And we talk about that a lot. So give everyone a nutshell about what that is, and then we'll tell everyone how they can come to the free dinner at Sinzetti's. Well, let's, I wanted to talk about why, though. People are frustrated with their health more than ever. They're frustrated with their, with their, their lack of sleep. They're frustrated on raising their children. They're frustrated that they're not at their ideal weight. They're frustrated that sometimes if they go to the doctor, they get a different diagnosis or put on different medication. And they're looking for help 
literally in all the wrong places. And so uh, we have a passion and a desire to help people get healthy, strong, live their best lives ever. And so what I do literally every six weeks or every month as a way to giving back to my community is I host a dinner at Sinzetti's because everybody loves going to Sinzetti's North Glen. And it's open to the first 60 people and it's free. And I just share, okay, I'm 51 years old. My, mar- my wife and I have been married for 28 years. We're raising four awesome children. They things are, great things are working out for us because we realize that 95% of all sickness and disease is lifestyle induced. So how are we living and how have I been living and teaching my patients to live for the last 26 years? And so we teach the five things like what you think does matter. Do you think what God says about you? Or do you think what the TV says about you? Um, your posture, your nerve system. It's the one thing that's being ignored anywhere else in healthcare. The science is there. Everybody can read it just like I read it. But your brain-body connection is the most important thing you have in getting well and staying well. The third thing is food. Are you eating food? The fourth thing is exercise. Now, Literally, when you say food, you mean real food. Like, not are you eating boxed, food the way God made food. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not in a not not in a plant, but from a plant. Number number four is exercise. Like, duh. But are you actually doing it in a way that's going to balance your hormones, make you lose weight? And the last thing is, are you detoxing on a daily basis? How do you keep those poisons out of your body so you quit sabotaging yourself? Is it your makeup? Is it your cleaners? Is it the fast food? All these things sabotage our body and ruin our dreams, make us sick, and just put us in a nursing home. And so people don't like it, but they don't know what to do about it. So this is why I'm having this dinner to help save lives. And your detox isn't the uh, starving detox. You're eating no, during your detox. It's, it's You're just, just knowing. getting off a lot of chemicals, not putting a lot of chemicals in your laundry and using things on your skin that have chemicals and eating chemicals. Because the way you explained it to me last time, it's like, okay, so if I just have a sand of toxins today and I plop that on my head, by the time I'm, you know, 34, 40, 50, 60 years in my life, all those little grains of sand over the years have built up. So your your body is more polluted with all the right. bad things you've put in it over the years. And then people are like, I can't believe this so-and-so got cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I can believe it because of the way we live our lives, and it's cumulative. If you look, if you know where to look, you'll see exactly why that person got cancer, whether they're two years old, whether they're 50 years old or 20 years old. If you look, if you know where to look in the right places, you'll know why someone like Bob Harper, God bless him, had a heart attack when he looks good, eats good, has great tattoos. Yeah, it's I'm right there. Loser. It's, yeah, the trainer. It, it's there's no when you look at the real science, when you look at real healthcare. You know, I've been to two Olympics, I've been to Africa twice, helping people live their best life. When you know where to look, it's obvious why people have health or why they don't have health. It's not a matter of hoping and wishing and praying. It's daily action steps that build life or daily action steps that destroy life. And so that's why I want to buy everybody dinner who wants, not everybody wants this, but those who are really interested in getting help for themselves, for their family, living in what we call the green grass zone, I buy you dinner, I explain to you what we're doing, and give you an opportunity to check it out. And Dr. Joe has such a passion for getting people healthy um, that it's, you know, it's pretty fun. And we sit there and talk and you just, you know, sit down. Uh, we talk for about half an hour and then we have dinner and everybody kind of just, uh, you know, uh, talk, chats with each other. And But it's a lot of fun. And you can bring a guest with you. Dr. Joe, how do they get their ticket? They can uh, either call me or text me at 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Or go to that thing called Facebook. Look up my Spine Geek facebook page and message me there look for daily videos there as well spine geek on facebook excellent i highly recommend dr joe's program you'll feel better you'll have more energy you'll live longer thank you dr joe thank you thanks for listening to the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.